It's getting close to um, uh, Pesach. So I'd like to ask a few questions to the Tzibud. And maybe uh, we can figure out some answers. I'm looking at everybody. And if anybody uh, has any answers, please call in something. Welcome to our time viewers, Jay Root. Welcome everyone. So it's like this. That is, why do we drink four glasses of wine? right? Because What's the four? Okay. You have four of those. Now, my that's one question I have. My question that we got to the answer. The follow-up question on that is, why can't how much do you have to drink? How much do you have to drink? If you eat, which is 3.3 ounces, the Chazoni says uh, 5 ounces, between 3.3 ounces to whatever, 5 ounces to be most Mahmid. But, let's say, I have a big glass, like a nice goblet. I got for Purim, somebody came over my house, says, Rabbi, I love you so much, what'd you get me? He got me a nice wine goblet, with all candy inside, with a wine on the side, boom! So now I empty out the candy, I see this goblet, I could fill up maybe a whole bottle of wine. Imagine you're walking around like with a glass goblet with a whole bottle of wine inside. Yo, what's up? How you doing? L'chaim! L'chaim! That's good enough to get you, get you the whole Purim. Adeloy yada For sure. Alright? So you're drinking the, 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 the wine. So my question to you is, am I allowed, if it's true, that we're drinking four cups because of if that's the case, am I allowed to take three reviit, four reviit, which is 3.3 ounces, one, two, three, four, pour it in one big glass, and then what do I do? I drink one shot, all four cups in that glass. Do I fulfill my mitzvah, yes or no? No? The answer is... The answer is no, but the question is why. Very good. Well, you're 50-50. It's either yes or no. So I'm saying, if you guess no, okay, you're 50% right, you know. One time there was a rabbi on a side note. I remember there was one rabbi. He, well, he, was, uh, he was very, very young, and he just became the, the rabbi of a certain shul. He was in his 20s, late 20s. And one guy came over to him, Rabbi, Rabbi, I'm having old boys. I, want a really I, want a re uh, I really want a girl. He says, I bless you, you're going to have a girl, guaranteed if you... Wait, he says, wait, do you wear tzitzit? He says, no. He says, I guarantee you, have, you have all boys, you want one girl? Put on tzitzit, you're going to have a girl. The guy, he ended up having a girl nine months later. He said, Rabbi, you're a genius. So they came, one guy came over, he said, Rabbi, how'd you know? Like, he said, listen, to be honest, I wanted the guy to put on tzitzit. And it was 50-50 at the end of the day. So you know what I think? <laughs> oh, yeah, smart. You see the guy, I mean... I really understand the Berachah Chacham. I think he was a big, big tzaddik, the rabbi. So I think it was because his Berachah with the tzitzit, in the zechut of the tzitzit, he was able to have a, a child. But at the end of the day, you were 50% right, but you were right. The answer is no. The question is why? Why can't I fill up four glasses of wine in one cup, one goblet? Rabotai, you ready? I'm doing this in one shot. Ah, champion, this guy. 
Tim. Why not? And I'm going to answer you. You ready? I'm going to answer you like this. I'm going to answer you with another question also, by the way. Why is it we have to pick up? Is it good? Is Joey? Is it good, Joe? Is it or no? It says, why is it do we have to pick up wine out of all the beverages? I'm going to go ahead and Joey, we're good now? Yeah, good. Okay, scale was fun. That's all we needed you, huh? That's it. <laughs> says, why, why is it, why is it that we had to have wine to commemorate the Savior and the freedom of the Jewish people? Why can't we just put, what? Put, let's say, I don't know, something else. Four potatoes, you know, eat four potatoes, because I eat potato. Why wine? Why picking wine? Saying, you know what I'm saying? Drink four cups of uh, water. I don't know, why wine? You might say it's hashu. So if I get you a, say, four pieces of steak, a zayid, that's uh, represent the, the, the freedom. You understand my question or no? Take four steaks. Kezai, <laughs> take four steaks of kezai. One for this, one for ga'alti, lakarti, itzalti, yotzeti. Go to the day. Isn't that more hashubi? Freedom. Guy sits down, chills with a nice uh, steak, whatever you like. The, you know, the massage steak, what do they call that one? Wagyu steak, you know, yeah, hey, get one of those, focus eye. So the answer, we're going to give it like this tonight, you ready? Like this. The Nitziv says this. The Nitziv says, the Nitziv says that if you look in the Torah, Hashem talks to Abraham before we even entered Egypt. And what does he say? The Pasuk says, and I quote, and I read to you, Vayomel Avraham, right? Vayomel Avraham, Yadawa Teda, you should just know, Ki Your lineage, Avraham Avinu's lineage, which is us, will be, what? In a foreign land, which is what? A strange land is what? Egypt. Egypt. Vavadum will be their slaves. Ve'inu otam, and we will suffer from them. So if you look, if you look and you analyze, that's like three things that's happening. One thing is that what? We're going to go to a foreign land. We're going to go to a strange land, Egypt. Second thing is, what's the second thing is? They're going to, we're going to be their slaves. Third thing is, they're going to torture us. So you have three things that's going on over here. Now let me be very, very clear. The first 86 years that we were in Egypt, we were under torture. Torture. I'm talking about heavy-duty, non-stop. You do what we say. One of the things I saw in the Mephashim they bring down was... I'll give you an example. A guy finished his day's work. He's finished. He did the pyramid. He did, did that. And what do he do? He comes back and he's very excited to go see his wife and kids. All of a sudden, one lady says, wait, come over here. I'm having a party. My light went out. Stay right here. She takes a wax candle. The guy's bold. doesn't have any hair. Takes a wax candle and puts it on his head. And says, you cannot move. Every time you want to slap you, imagine a woman coming, I'll slap that guy, you don't move, right? What are you doing? 
No move. And all the wax is coming on his head. Bald head, Aziz. He finishes. Oh, torture. Go look what they said, how they tortured us. They said one of the Farshim explains that they gave the, the men to do the ladies' work and the ladies to do the men' work. So he says, what's what they do? They're back in the day, if you look at pictures, they used to carry uh, 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 packages, uh, baskets on their head. And, and on those uh, 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 head, they would, the woman would do that. Who's shopping? The woman, right? The woman's shopping, the groceries, the this, that. You put it on the head. The men, it's very hard. Why? Because Hashem made, the Benish Chai explains, Hashem made the woman's body different than the man because since she gives birth, there's an extra shock that her body has that when she gives birth, even in her, in her head, she has like a shock where even if it would like, like it won't be hard on her head, something on her head because the body, when it comes out, the baby, everything like that is precise. But a man, right? He doesn't have to give birth so there's no extra shock in his brain when he gives birth. So at the end of the day, you understand what I'm saying? Or no, is that so clear? Not so clear? Yeah. When a lady pushes so hard to get the baby out, her whole body is like, you know, pushing, right? So Hashem gives an extra cushion to her whole body. It's a protection that she has for any damage that to happen. She's protected. But a man doesn't have that protection because he doesn't have to give birth. Different makeup. So even the body, even by the head, by the, she has a stronger head in essence than us, right? Because she's allowed to c- carry those packages. And they made us carry those packages. They tortured us even mentally. Imagine you build a, a pyramid. You're so excited. You're done with the pyramid. All of a sudden you turn around. After you finish, wow, bravo, look what I accomplished. You, all of a sudden you see the whole thing sinking. And they tell you now, build it again. <laughs> says, why? Because they built it on quicksand. says, what? We think we're going to give you the satisfaction? The guy goes to work. Even if he's working for a company, even if he's a worker, he feels good. Look, I built this whole company. He feels good about himself. Even though he's a worker, it's not his own company, but he feels good. Look, I built this thing what I built. They didn't even give him that satisfaction. They tortured them. They said that you, you're not going to have any satisfaction. You're going to build what we tell you to build and you're going to rebuild it because nothing's going to happen. It was real major torture. So the first 86 years, we were going through that. And guess what? We got freed from that. And because we got free from that, we have to drink a toast. We have to drink a lachaim. We have to show HaKadosh Baruch Hu HaKarat Tov. Wow, look at that. We got free. That's what? What? Ve'hotzeti. Ve'itzalti. What's ve'itzalti? Ve'itzalti what? That he rescued us. Rescued us from what? Rescued us from what? We were still slaves to Paro. After those 86 years, we were still slaves. But after a few years... Later, 210 years later, guess what? We got free from the slavery. So that's a second Savior that God gave us. And we have to celebrate for that. And we have to make a lachaim for that. And we drink another glass of wine for that. After that, what was the next Savior? That even though we weren't slaves, we weren't, tort- we weren't getting tortured, we weren't slaves to Him, but we were still in His land. So Hashem saved us. Now you're getting out of Egypt. The fourth Savior was, well, even though you get out of Egypt, who cares? Now what are you going to do? You get out of Egypt. So you, so you get out of Egypt. So okay. But Hashem says, now you, I'm going to be, you're going to bring, I'm going to be, you're going to be my nation. And He gave us the Torah. He says, you're my nation through the Torah. So that was the fourth, Velakachti. I took you as a nation. So we commemorate by each stage of drinking that glass of wine 
and we drink one, then we drink two, then we drink three, then we drink four. And it has to be done with wine. You know why? Because you are showing your freedom. Wine, they have alcohol in, in, the, in, the, in the wine, right? It's automatic, right? It's, it's, it's actually all natural, right? Wine, all natural alcohol. Now, they don't add alcohol in the wine. They ferment the grapes. And through fermentation, it's all natural that comes out the alcohol. And guess what? When you're drinking that wine, you drink after four cups of wine, you're a little on the high side. You're really free. You're like, wow, look at this. Uh, tipsy in a, in a good way. Not in like, a, oh, nutcase, why well, go cursing people? No. The Jews are not like that. The Jewish people are kedoshim, they're holy people. And therefore, each drink that you're drinking that night of Passover, Pesach, you're having another state of freedom. And how, what's the best way of doing that? It's through wine. Because you're getting higher and higher and higher and higher. No pun intended, you understand? Right? You're getting higher, that's what, that's what you're doing. You're getting higher, you're getting higher, that's what you're doing. You can't do it with grape juice. And that's why if you look at the, the, the post scheme, if you look, what's the levels of wine? First of all, you should just know. If you look, learn the suga. But the top quality wine is wine that's dry, not sweet, dry wine, that's not cooked. Yayin, not mebushal. Now you have to be careful because if you have a goyah, she can't pour for you, she can't use it, there's that. But that's the highest caliber. You can't get that. Then you get the dry red that's cooked. You can't get that. Then you get the, what's it called? Sweet wine that's cooked. You can't get that. Then they go down to grape juice. But that's the level. Boom, 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 boom. You could be your say with grape juice, but that's the lowest of the low out of all the four. Now, a person might feel bad. What am I supposed to do? You should see. Rabbis, they went out of their ways, even though sometimes they, unless it's a sakana. If it's a sakana, it's something else. Let's say a guy has a condition, he can't drink wine or something like that, drink the grape juice, of course. We're not saying uh, you yotzer the mitzvah with that. But the highest priority, the most preferred out of all the things is wine. That's the preferred. You can't, yeah, but the, you could be yotzer with the grape juice. Yes, you could. But the referred is wine. And one of the reasons we're telling you this is like the Nitziv says, and everybody says that what? You uh, get higher and higher. I mean, they say you feel more, you feel it. Wow, 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 wow. You're getting uplifted. You're getting uplifted. You really feel free. You understand? All right? Now, I'd like to say something on this point. And that is, it says that every person, are we good? It says every person has to feel that what? Now, in a literal term, you look up exactly what those means that you have to really feel. And we do things that make us feel like we got out of Egypt. If you look further, if you look further, our whole religion, every Kiddush, what do we say? In the Kiddush, what do we say? In the prayers, Shabbat, everything, every every Friday night, you imagine every Friday night, everything, you always have to remember, remember, every in the Shema, in the Shema they said, Whoa, what's going on? Okay, you drilled it in my head, boom, 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 boom. 
What's the inyan? What's the inyan? And, 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 and we're doing it now, that night, the Pesach night, and we're doing it with freedom. We're drinking the glasses of wine. We're getting into it. We're eating the masah. We're having the marot, the bitterness, and this and that. What's the inyan? What's the inyan of botai? There's a lot. There's a lot to talk about this. But I'll tell you one nikuda, one point. And that is, in life, the more years you live, the more you have to show gratitude to God. Now let me be very, very clear with this. Let me be very, very clear. I have people in my age bracket that I know, right? Things tragic, they're not even alive today. One friend of mine didn't wake up the next morning. Another friend, two, three. I could, if I, if I, I'm just thinking now. One friend got in the car. All the, and, and you're alive. And you're alive. Now, the more years you have that God gave you, the more we say, go take a dead person, knock on his grave, knock on top of the thing. Yo, bro, let me ask you something. If I were to tell you, would you come back to this? What are you kidding me? To breathe? To eat? To see? To smell, to hear, I wish I could come back. I wish. Because it's an enjoyment just to be alive. It's so fun just to be alive. But what happens in life? People, they have their brain that they think the negative. So the negative that's coming in is affecting their whole life to be negative. But if they change the mindset, and they go into their brain, and they change their subconscious, and their conscience, the subconscious, Everything is good. And that's what the Torah teaches us. Gamzul Tova. What do you think Rabbi Kiva did? Everything Hashem does is good. Gamzul Tova. Everything is good. Automatically, your mindset would be everything is good. You know, you have people out there when, when, when something happens, he's excited, Baruch Hashem. Thank you, Hashem. I'm alive. You know, a guy spills a whole hot cup of coffee on his whole brand new suit. The guy's, thank you. Hello, you're not going to go, ah, well, I'm going to get upset. What is it? Only it's too big deal. Well, I should, I should lose my stature of being a, a, a human being, of being a noble human being, to get lose my cool over a, a pair of pants? No, I'll never lose it. I'll go pay my dry cleaning for 10 bucks for the suit than to lose my control, my self-control. There was a guy in Chula. I was going with him in Chula. One time he told me, the guy was driving me. The guy was driving me. He said, I had a heart attack. I said, what are you having a heart attack about? Said I wasn't sure. He just tells me I wasn't sure, and there was like a little kid screaming, ah, ah, well, yeah, screaming like a lot. So he got up and he screamed the living daylights out of the guy. Oh, shut up already! He's going crazy. The guy had a heart attack. He went to the hospital. He couldn't. No joke. Is it worth it for 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 that for that to lose your self control? Why? Because people they have to change their mindset in the brain. In the brain, they have to go in there. Say, listen, everything is good. How is everything good? Either it's kaparata vonot, or Hashem's teaching me a lesson to do something better, but I know God loves me more than I love myself, and that's the best thing. I'm going to go with it. And I'm happy. Yeah! And the more you live, you owe it to Hashem. I'll tell you also why. I'm going to tell you why. You see, when we're growing up, we're kids. Yeah, we're young, we're this, we're that. Everybody was, you know, playing ball, baseball, basketball. Unless you were, uh, like, I don't know, but usually normal kid plays, you know, he, whatever, he's active, he's this, he's that. All of a sudden, now his needs are limited on a certain amount of things. He doesn't need a house. He, he was living with his parents. He doesn't need a car. He doesn't, he doesn't have his license yet. All he needs is what food and some clothes, and that's it, call it a day. Now the guy gets older. What happens? Now he needs a wife. Or a wife needs a husband. Now finally, they get to the next stage. Does Hashem... They will, they, they will get married. 
And now when they get married, what do they have? They have kids. Now they get kids, what do they have? They need a house. They need a car. They need more money. They need more food. They need, all this is needed. Guess what? God provides. So now you owe, the more you live, you owe another more than the younger guy. The guy who's 12, 11, 10, he lived those years. Okay, it's not like I say, he owes Hashem, but not as much as the guy who's 40, 50, 60. It even goes on to say that when a person hits 60, you saw in the Sefet, he should make a party. Why are you making a party for 60? He's getting older. What are you talking about? I should make a party. What do you mean? I'm 60 years old. I'm getting older. What do you want? Make a party? Yeah. Make a party. You know why? Because if a person doesn't hit 60, again, there's always exceptions to the rule when I, before I tell you that, but what? He, he, he knows that he didn't do an Avera in his lifetime that is not Chayav Karet. Because if he died before 60, it could be he did an Avera that's Chayav Karet. And he hit 60, celebrate. But it's in essence, that guess what? He lived to that age. And when he hit 70, Rabbeinu Haim Palachi, you know what he writes in his Sefer? He has a whole thing to say. Rabbeinu Haim Palachi he has a whole booklet to say, like what, maybe 15 pages? To say when you hit the age of 70. He says, make a party, buy, let's say, a brand new suit so you can say, Thank you, Hashem, for getting me to this day. And, and what? And say, it's an amazing thing. Why? Because the more you live, the more gratitude you have to give to God. Now, it's your fault if you're always thinking negative. Oh, what do you mean, Rabbi? You know what's happening in my life? This is happening, and that's happening, and that's happening. What are you talking about? The fact that you're alive is greater than all your problems. All your problems. But what? A guy doesn't think. Because he's thinking negative. Switch it. You'll have the best life you can. You decide. You control your life to make it as good as you want it to be. Nobody can control your life. Of course, Hashem's controlling your life. But nobody can control your mindset except you to go in there and say, you know what? I am going to be the best and I'm going to take all the punches that's going to happen in my life and guess what? I'm going to be happy with it because God, you're walking with me in every single thing that I do. And that's the Emet. And that's what this is teaching us. What's the focusot? Why can't you have one big glass and just drink? Because each stage of Egypt was another stage of freedom. We owe more gratitude to God now and then later and then later until finally we became a nation. That's the same thing with our lives. When you're living and when you're alive and you're breathing, the more you live, the more you have to have gratitude. Remember me, Egypt. I took you out. I'm letting you live. I'm have hakarata tofta more. You have to do more. It's a guy, imagine a guy is giving you and giving you and giving you. Imagine a guy is literally coming to you and supporting you every single... And he's giving you more money and more and more. Whoa! The guy showered me so much, so much. You have to go the extra mile more than the other people. Yes, you have to. It doesn't make sense not to. It doesn't make sense not to. And guess what? In any business, in any business I'm telling you, if you have a worker and he's going, doing extra than he's supposed to do. You know, let's say the work hours is from 8 to, let's say, 9, nine to 5, let's say, give me an example. And now you see this worker, he's going and he's doing more and he's doing more and he's doing more. Eventually, the boss will see it, unless he's a normal boss. Some people, I don't know. The normal boss will see it, says, wow, look at this guy. He's working overtime. He cares so much for the business. He cares so much for the company. Look at this guy. He comes the first one. He leaves the last one. He opens up the light. He closes the light. He tells me anything I want. I know there was a guy. He was telling, kid, he's like a twine, whatever, some little, little guy. And, and he came over to me. He says, Rabbi, you know what I'm doing? I said, what are you doing? 
says, every day, my boss, I come. Every time in the morning, I come, I bring him his coffee. He doesn't even ask me for coffee. I know he wants coffee. I give him his coffee. I know, I know he likes something. Every time I go out for my lunch break, I come back. I get him this, and I know what he likes. I put it on his desk. I say, this is for you, uh, my dear boss. Anything you need, I'm about to go out for lunch. Let me he goes next round, he pays back. Gratitude. Hashem continues giving you and giving you and giving, giving us. The more you live, the more hakaratov you have to have. So therefore, we can't just drink one glass of wine. Thank you, God. Take one glass. Boom. No, 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 no. Each stage of your life. I was single. Then I got married. I got married. Then I got kids. I got kids. Then I got son-in-laws. I got son-in-laws. Now I have grandkids. I have grandkids. I have, I have great-grandkids. You have to show love and gratitude to God even more. Was that clear? Clear. And, that, and that's, that's really what we're doing Saturday night. What do we do? We say the night. That's the whole Saturday night. Thank you, Hashem. We're free. We're free. We're avadim. We recognize where we were. And now, guess what? We're free. Hallel. Hallel. We say Hallel. Why? Because we're, we're, we're praising you, God. Because we know where we were. And now we are now. That's why sometimes in life, you'll see, it even is brought down in the, in the Torah. Remember what? Remember all these things, Egypt and why? Because when you remember, sometimes you remember what happened to you in the past. And then where you are now, from the past to the future, you see what a big difference it was. If you see where you are now, let's say a, guy's, let's say a guy, for example, is going through struggling. For example, let's say, heaven forbid, the guy couldn't find Shidduch. Couldn't find Shidduch, whatever it was. The guy finally found Shidduch. So he's married 40 years. But oh, now, when your 40th anniversary, go back when you were a bachelor, when you were single. Say, oh God, I remember when I was single, I was 40 years old and I was single, but now I'm 80, married for 40 years. You remember all those struggles that I had from 20 to 40 looking for a girl and I finally found her. If you look back on the hard times, you'll be able to see the good even better than you are. So what do we say? What do you, what do you say? I, I want to remember that I was a slave. Yeah, you know why? Because when you remember you were a slave, you're, now that you're free, you have so much more gratitude, so much more feelings towards God that Hashem, I want to do everything for you. I want to, I want to do everything for you. I'm ready to, I'm your slave. Whatever you want, I got you. Understand? Rabotai, I'd like to just say one more point. And really, sure could end over here. Because that's a valid point that everybody must know in their life. To constantly go in their conscious brain, everything is good. And it's you that's making it negative or positive with your own thinking. You should know that with your own thinking, you should always have hakarat atov. Now, I'd like to present to you, right now I just came back from learning with Havruta. His name was Albert Lignado. Now, i give you his name because he asked me a phenomenal question. Obvious, but nice. Ready? The Yerushalmi says, there's another reason why. Besides, Rabbi Hanan said, why do we drink four cups? We said that. There's another reason. Rabbi Yerushalmi said, Rabbi Yerushalmi said, the four cups of Paro. Which four cups of Paro? Shayub Bechalomo Shel Saram Mashkim. That was in the dream of 
the son of Mashkim. Son of Mashkim was the butler. And he came to Yosef. And he said, Yosef, the cost paro biyadi, the cost of paro was in my hand. Then it says, he squeezed the cost paro, he squeezed the grapes in the cost paro. Then he gave the cost to paro's hand. And my hand gave it to paro's hand. If you look at the psukim, it says four times the word cost that the spotla had in his dream. And guess what? How did we get free? How did we, how did Yosef become the vicery, the right-hand man of Paro? Because he interpreted the butler's dream well. And Paro liked the dream. Wow, you interpreted my, you know, what happened was, Paro said, you butler, you're out of the jail now. You're out of jail now. Now, later on in years, two years later, Paro has a dream about seven skinny cows uh, eating seven fat cows, and he wanted to know what's the interpretation of that. What did the butler say? There's a guy in jail that knows how to interpret dreams. Who is that guy that knows how to interpret dreams? Who is that guy? Oh, that's no other than Yosef. Yosef, what's my interpretation? Your interpretation is this, this, this. He loved it so much, right away he pulled him out, and he became the right-hand man. Because of that, we drink four cups of wine. That's what it says. Now he asked me, very simple. I don't understand because of that. The first answer of Yohanan said that we got free, 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 four different types of freedom. I understand. I'm free because my ancestor was there, 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 there. But Yosef, what happened with Yosef? After he died, was all the servitude, all the slavery of Egypt. It wasn't when Yosef was alive. It says, Yosef died, but oh, forgot Yosef. And then he did all the, the wajaras, he did all the craziness. So he asks me a simple question. What does Yosef have to do with anything about freedom of out of getting out of Egypt? What does it have to do with me on Egypt the night I'm eating Passover dinner? I'm thinking about Lel Sedin, I'm thinking about Yosef's, that he got four dreams, four cups, because of that he became viceroy, became the right-hand man of Paro, and that's why I drink four cups. What connection does that have to me? Million dollars. If whoever gets his million dollars, he deserves a million dollars. You get an answer for this? This is what the Gemara says. Because of Yosef's uh, dreams, because of Yosef's dreams, right? And now, what are we saying over here? Now we're saying, what connection does Yosef, you know, because the butler had dreams that he had folk or sword that made Yosef right hand man, that's why we drink. What connection does it have to do with Passover, a little sedim? When I'm eating there, that's Yosef. I'm happy for Yosef. Hazal Baru, what do I do with me right now in this little set that I'm having? And he, yeah, so I understand he got free. There's a lot of people who got free in jail and they got free. So therefore, everybody should drink four cups every single night for every single human being in the whole world. Everyone has their own jail that they have to escape. Their own mitzvah. I hear. That's also true. Very good. Everybody has their own mitzvah that they have to escape and therefore we're... we're, we're, we're you're, you're saying, not, not really because Yosef. It's because... Because really, Yosef said that, that was in jail. Hashem saved it. Therefore, we drink because we know Hashem will save us from our problems. That's what you want to say. Azabaruch, I like it. All right, you ready? Oh, you have something good? You're on tape over here. You're on video. Now you're back. Go, go for it. What do you got? What do you got? I was going to say that uh, we have to commemorate the fact that Hashem prepared things for four, four hours and four days. But even it happened. Eh? You're saying also something nice. You have to, it's commemorating not just Yosef. 
It's commemorating the fact that Yosef, just like we see by Yosef before he went to jail, Hashem prepared that he's going to get out free. All good. I can start up. What do you have to say, Teddy? Really, there was supposed to be in Egypt for over 400 years. 86 cost 86 times 4 is four, over 400. Yeah, but has to Yosef's freedom. So because um, Hashem shortened it, so we're thanking Hashem for that. Yeah, but, how, but, but why we... Uh, work it out. Work it out, okay? This is, what, this, is what, this is my humble opinion. This is my humble chidush. You can take it or leave it. But I, I think, I think, I think you tell, you'll tell me after. You tell me it's worth a million dollars. You'll tell me, you tell me. This is, what, this is, my, this is my take. I, I'm, I'm going to answer like this. First, I'm going to ask you one fast question with the an answer, and then I'm going to give you the answer. You ready? Because it has to do with the answer. You always answer like, you know, the, with a question to answer, you know. Between the third and the fourth cup, you can't drink another more glasses of wine. According to Mesech Sachim, according, it says, why between the third and the fourth cup you can't drink more? So, okay, there's different reasons. But I saw today, Rav Sadia Gaon in the Maharil says, because, again, each course that we drink is commemorating another freedom. The first one we said tonight was because we were tortured and then the torture stopped. Then, we, then the next cup we drink because we weren't slaves anymore. Then the third cup we drink because we actually got out of Egypt. And then the fourth we're commemorating that became a nation with Hashem. And how do you become a nation with Hashem? Through the Torah. You see, a Jew without Torah, what's the difference between you and a Goy? We have the Torah, right? So therefore, when we have the Torah, the way we became a nation, when you get out of Egypt, right away we got the Torah, there's a connection between the third and the fourth cup because the only way you become a nation with God is by accepting His laws and His uh, obedience over us by keeping the Torah, by learning the Torah, by getting involved with the Torah. So you can't have a hefseq, you can't have another course in between the third and the fourth. Right? Oh, let's have another drink, let's have another drink. No, no, no. Third and fourth, it goes hand in hand. So the Torah goes hand in hand with the Jewish nation. Correct, yes or no? Correct. And we all know, like it says, if one second there's no Torah in the world, the world will collapse. Nefesh Haim brings it down, he quotes a lot of places, where if there's no Torah in the world, where's the engine, where's it going to run? That's it, Tchalas. And there's a lot of stories where you look, the Avner Nezer even said, I think it was the Avner Nezer's father, that he was zuchet to have the Avner Nezer, was because he learned on Purim, certain time, when nobody in the world was learning, and he learned, and he held up the world that moment, they came to him in a dream, and said, you are going to be Zochef, a very, very holy son, because that you held up the world in learning Torah. So we see Torah is very, very important in holding the world. Now listen clear. Yosef, when he became the right-hand man of Paro, what was he doing? He was able to uh, charge Kibyachol money. When, well, let's say, for example, they're in Egypt. A guy in Saudi Arabia now comes. He needs food. There's a famine going on. So what do he do? Charge the, listen, you want food, you got to pay. You got to pay top dollar. It's not a joke. This is uh, food. We only saved for seven years. You got to pay top dollar. That's what it is. Well, we only have that we saved it. Supply it. But when it came to clergy, the laws changed. When it came to clergy, like uh, 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 spiritual leaders, the laws were different, totally different. They have uh, priority. They have VIP. And because that law came about, 
it was so engraved in the land of Egypt, when Yosef died, even when they took over as all the Jews to be their slaves, they always had the law intact from Yosef. Clergy, we don't touch. So who was in slaves? The Levi'im. You're learning Torah all day. You're, part, you're, you're, you're learning your you're rabbinical staff. You're, 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 you're the rabbis. You're, you're this, you're that. You get VIP. We don't. So who was holding up the world at that moment? The Levi'im. Through who? Through Yosef's law that he enacted many years ago before he died. And because of that, we're commemorating because Yosef, you were the one who instituted this decree and now B'nai Israel hadn't existed to the world because Torah learning never stopped. And therefore, guess what? Drink L'chaim to that. Yeah, million dollars or not million dollars? He says it's two million. Thank you. Four million? Okay, that's all about it. Because again, to commemorate all that, it was through the Bala that he said, cause, 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 cause. And through that, there's a little bit of a hint towards that, that we're hinting to yourself. Look, the way you got out was through that, and you enacted such a law that helped the Torah continue into existence. We're going to remember you forever, every night of the Seder. Drink Lachaim to that four times. Yeah, one, two, three. Like it says in the Pasuk, four kosot. Because guess what? Without Torah, we cannot live. We cannot be a nation. We cannot exist without Torah. Look what it says. It says, Halavai, they did the crazy I wrote, but don't leave the Torah. You know why? Because that's what it says. Halavai, they do this, and they don't leave the Torah. Torati alta azov. It says, Torati, don't leave my Torah. It says, why? Because Because eventually the light that's in the Torah will bring the guy back. How do you have so many people sometimes, they're not religious, they don't know, nothing, zero. They, they, they don't know. They have cuckoos and they have the earring and they have the tattoo and they have the lint chain and they come in. Before you know it, they walk out, white shirt, black pants, I'm in cool there. Wow, what happened? How did you do that? What happened? I thought the guy was the biggest club. I know this guy from, uh, he was the king of the club. He would tell the owner, you kish, I got this. <laughs> uh, look at the guy now. You know what it is? I'll tell you what it is. Because there's a special light that's in the Torah that every single time you come to Shur Torah and you learn, and you learn, it's coming into you. It's coming into you where you feel it. You, it's a different sensation that you don't even realize. Like, whoa, and little by little, little by little, you're transforming it. Whoa, whoa, what's going on? This is really amazing. Whoa, whoa. And before you know it, you're a whole new human being. And that's the great lesson that Yosef taught us. Yosef enacted that in the world. That's why how important it is. We have the supporters of Torah. We have the learners of Torah. We, we, we need it. Without Torah, we cannot live. We cannot live. The world can't exist. And guess what? This is the two great lessons that we learned from the Abba Kosot. The first one, like we said, was Hakarat Atov. Stages. One stage in your life, the second stage in your life, the third stage in your life, the fourth stage in your life. Just like freedom. One freedom, second freedom, third freedom, fourth freedom. And the second thing we learned was that when a person has to understand, one of the reasons why we bring the four Kosot was because Yosef, and we explained, because Yosef enacted that the people should continuously learn Torah even under even under torture, and guess what? 
He fulfilled that by making all the clergy rule that they had VIP priority. We were sustained through that law that we had the Torah. Let's drink the Chaim to that as well. Exactly.